Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, And I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Welcome to the Make Your Damn Bed podcast, a low-key, real-talk, motivation podcast to play while you make your bed every morning to incorporate healthy routine into your day-to-day, build momentum, and better your life. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today, I am on my way to a much-needed summer vacation, and in lieu of skipping episodes, I decided to re-release some of the fan favorites. I hope you enjoy this episode, and I'll check back in on you in about a week. Good morning, beautiful. Welcome to day 349 of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. I am currently in the process of taking another free Coursera Yale class online, And this one is called The Science of Well-Being. And just like the Buddhism and Modern Psychology course, there is this major crossover of information and studies that are referenced on our seemingly natural inability to predict what's going to actually increase our happiness effectively. According to science, humans kind of suck at knowing what will genuinely make us feel better or happier in the long run. There are a ton of studies mentioned and referenced in the course, but I figured I'd note the ones that I recall the most vividly because it made me think a lot about my own interpretation of what I believe will make my life the most fulfilling and happy and what will in turn bring me the most happiness. 
One of the studies was on married couples and their coinciding happiness levels over several years. They counted them before and after the wedding, and while happiness did appear to increase over the one to two years surrounding actual weddings, happiness levels almost always returned to the baseline after the initial honeymoon stage. And of course, some unhappy marriages decreased people's happiness, and some people who stayed single remained happier, but for the most part, everyone kind of balanced back to this baseline level of happiness, even if they predicted that marriage would bring them the joy that they were seeking. Another study I found to be interesting was for weight loss program participants, which in turn ended up making nearly every participant more depressed than they were before the program. And even more interestingly, the people who had lost weight reported the most depression increase, which was really fascinating to me. And in my opinion, that study was not necessarily telling us that we will be miserable if we take care of our bodies, but my honest interpretation was that this shows us that when we are stuck with this strict weight loss program that becomes a regimen and rules, it adds punishment and a light of guilt around our bodies and what we're doing. So it's better to build a positive relationship with a healthy lifestyle so we can continue feeling good about ourselves throughout the entire process rather than putting pressure on ourselves to perform. Either way, my interpretation is not the point. The point is that everyone who went into the weight loss program assumed that the program and their hopefully inevitable success in it would make them happier. And whether they were wrong or right about their success, most of them were wrong about how happy it would make them. And just like the married study concluded, we often expect something to make a much bigger impact on our future happiness than it ever actually does. The other major revelatory science data that struck me was with our finances. Everyone, including my broke-ass self, is convinced that money will make us feel better. The U.S. lottery spending in 2015 was $70 billion, which is more than people spending on books, music, movie theaters, sports teams, and video games combined. And I don't think it's because the lotto is more fun than those things, but it's because we all kind of believe that getting lots of money will save us from our problems and buy ourselves into that happiness that we're all seeking. Luckily, plenty of studies have been done about money's impact on our happiness and our life satisfaction, and for the most part, you'll probably guess based on the theme of this episode, that our financial compensation really doesn't make as much of a difference as we would like to believe as far as happiness goes. I will note, of course, that this only applies to people who already had their basic needs being met, those who were struggling with conditions of poverty and had an increase of income that allowed them to access basic needs through water and shelter, etc., of course experienced an increase in happiness in relation to that increase in access. But for those in the study who were in a stage where they were able to have their basic needs already met, but truly believed that money would make them more happy, the stats for happiness stayed relatively the same. 
especially when people made $75,000 a year or more, that baseline became so consistent that there is basically no correlation between an increase in income to happiness once you've hit that point of, to me, success. $75,000 a year is a lot, and I think we all expect to want more, but knowing how making $75,000 a year would probably make me think that making $100,000 a year would make me a lot happier, or if you're already making 100000 you probably believe that making 250000 will elevate your happiness. But the point was that once you hit the basic needs and security, you're kind of just wishing your life away wanting more than that. The grades study came up with the same conclusion. As much as we're totally convinced that certain things will bring us happiness or increase our unhappiness, we can't really trust ourselves to know that. Happiness is something that we create through savoring the present moment, increasing our mindfulness in the now, and stepping into alignment with ourselves in a way that creates more of what we really want and desire on a subconscious level. So yeah, society tells us what we really want is to find love and money and success, but in reality, we may already have all of those things, but in a different way than society described. And now we're too busy trying to meet some arbitrary societal deadline to notice that we're really already fulfilled and happy. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a day. You can also follow us on Instagram for quotes and content directly from each episode at MYDB Podcast or subscribe to the newsletter on www.makeyourdamnbedpodcast.com. If you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or just share this with someone you think might get a kick out of it, it can and has made all the difference. So thank you. I've been your host, Julie Merica, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 